0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Lord Almighty, I feel my temperature rising. Mm, Football fever is burning through to my soul. Yeah, Cats, 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 you're gonna set me on fire. Mm, I'm praising flaming, but I know just where to go, yeah. The season's kicking off and the bill will be a-rockin', and Bosco's window talkin'. Purple love, purple love, Bosco's boy, oh, just a hunk, a hunk of purple love, and just a honk a hunk of purple love, purple love. Hump, hump. Boys
1: and the hands are purple Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for our weekly q and a show because hey, you gotta talk about games even when you lose. We've also used this show kind of uh. Not kind of, we, we, we've used it as a spot to also talk about uh, stuff that pops up when it comes to the rankings, any sort of news, any sort of stuff that really caught steam on Twitter really on Sunday afternoon through Monday. Uh, K-State dropping out of both the coaches and AP poll unofficially at 28. Uh, again, the polls don't matter, but, but it always is nice having a number next to your name. Uh, look, I, <laughs> I think that says a lot more of what uh, folks think about Missouri. Uh, losing on a 61-yard field goal at the end of the game. Uh, I mean, shouldn't drop you 13 spots. Uh, but, but it just kind of says uh, a lot about where Missouri's spot in the college football world is. Uh, win on Saturday... Uh, I think probably you get back into the top 25, maybe, um, but but it might take a bit. It may, may take uh, a few more wins to get there. Uh, if you want to be a top 25 program, you can't lose to teams like Missouri. It is what it is. It doesn't bother me. Um, also, it, it doesn't really bother me. I know a lot of stuff's gone viral. Uh, Luther Burden acting a little bit like a clown, uh, shouting at K-State players as they're walking off the field, look. He had a massive game. K-State fans were talking about how they wanted to kind of shut Missouri up from talking. Uh, And and if you're going to say that in your press availability, you got to win. K-State has not handled. I I meant to kind of talk about this in the game review pod. Um, But in the first away game, uh, K-State did not handle being the hunted very well. They did not handle being uh, a Super Bowl game very well. Um, Obviously, this was the game... All Missouri fans and all Missouri players, no matter what they want to tell you, circled on their calendar. Now, they're going to probably be like, oh, well, we also got LSE. Okay, fine. Um, But this was the one that uh, was scheduled. Um, This is the game that they talked about. This is the game they prepped for all offseason. And again, this is what happens when you become the hunted. This is what happens when you are the big dog in the region. Um, when you're the big dog in the region, when you lose on the road, fans rush the field, t-shirts get made, and I, I know everyone's getting their t-shirt jokes off. I'm not going to make jokes about Missouri printing up a t-shirt uh, for that win. Again, it was a top 15 win. Missouri does not have, I mean, hell, how many, how many top 25 wins has Missouri had, you know, since they went to the SEC? Not a ton. How many top 15 wins do they have since they went to the SEC? I, I truthfully don't know. Not many. So again, when, when you're at that level, this is how fans are going to react. So no, I'm not going to make jokes about it. Oklahoma team, I'm pretty sure went on to go to the playoff. You know, uh, uh, again, that that's what happens. That's what happens when you're the big dog and, and you go down. Uh, now it's it's up to K-State to battle back. It's up to K-State to win. Um. Got, got to take care of business on Saturday. And quite frankly, they probably need to do it in pretty dominating fashion. I, I'm not sure uh, how much juice there's going to be to that game. Again, after losing that game, we'll see how the students turn out. We'll see how the alumni turns out. Uh, we'll see how many stick around, you know, through halftime. Um, so we'll see how the fans respond on Saturday. Uh, another thing... Been pretty widely talked about. Daniel Green not on the depth chart for Saturday. Kind of bearing the lead. You know, five minutes of nonsense talk. Um, my guess. I hope I'm wrong. I'm 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 hoping I am wrong. I'm hoping everyone clips this. I'm hoping. Um, I, I just hope I'm wrong. But I, I'm guessing that come twelve thirty today. Uh, Chris Kleiman is going to be asked about Daniel Green not being on the depth chart. We're going to find out that his season and thus his career is done at K-State. We'll talk a little bit more about it, maybe during the bye week, maybe during shows later this week. Uh, But Daniel Green going out on his shield, um, it sucks that he came back trying to play a season where he's healthy so he can improve his pro stock. Uh, absolutely gutted for the man If what I've kind of been told is true um, The guy's absolute warrior I love Daniel Green um, Absolutely devastating um, Yeah, I just, I just feel really bad I love Daniel Green He's going to go down as kind of one of those cult hero type guys N- Not a Ring of Honor type guy Not a K-State Hall of Fame type guy but a cult hero, a guy who made some all Big 12 teams. He's going to be, you know, fun in-stadium trivia answer. Uh, he's going to be a guy who hopefully in a few years down the road opens the door, like for the team entrance. Maybe he gets into coaching. Would love to have him as a GA at K-State. Um, nothing but love and respect for Daniel Green. It just sucks that this is the way it ends for him if what I've been told is true. Um, yeah, uh Austin Romaine's going to have to step up. I still think Jake Clifton, I I think Oklahoma State, he might get back on the depth chart. We'll see there. Um, Some good news, Christian Duffy appearing on the depth chart. So maybe we'll be seeing Christian Duffy. I I think we're going to. I'm pretty sure we're going to see Christian Duffy. Um, But again, um, we'll see. We'll see. And I'm sure Chris Kleiman will talk more about that today at 1230. I will be talking about that on Wednesday's episode. Before we dive in to your guys' questions, shout out to my friends at Charlie Hustle. I'm currently wearing my favorite piece of clothing from Charlie Hustle that isn't a K-State piece. Um, I've talked about how much I love their crewnecks. I have, from their Arrowhead collection, a gray and red Kansas City Football 1960 sweatshirt. It's the most comfortable thing in the world. It is super stylish. It has that throwback vibe. I love rocking it. Especially now that, hey, waking up, it's in the 50s. Going on those walks with so brisk and cool in the air. Ah, absolutely love it. Check out Charlie Hustle today. Uh, get Get yourself some crewnecks. If you're more of a hoodie guy, get yourself a hoodie. I promise you, I promise you, you will thank me. It is, the, it is the most comfortable piece of clothing I own And it's super stylish Check out charliehustle.com today Alright, let's get into the questions Got a handful uh, that came through um, We'll answer them And then starting tomorrow We're, we're moving on We're talking UCF uh, And we're going to get things done uh, College F Ball 199 what is up with this program in non-con losses? Guess it's better than a conference loss, but looking at the last two years, we should have been three and zero going into conference play. Look, winning football games is hard. I'm not. I I am not going to sit here and say like, hey, it's not confusing. It's not frustrating to lose games as a favorite. But but again, th- this Missouri game again. I I know Drinkwitz sucks. I know. I know all of our thoughts about Missouri. I, I said it. I don't think that they're a good football team. I would be shocked if they use this to propel to like a 9-3 and three season. I, I would be shocked. Um, but it was only a three-point game. You know, it opened up, you know, the, the way-too-early line was K-State minus one. Then it kind of opened up around four or five. It got back down to three and a half, three. It was a round time. This isn't some monumental choke job. It's frustrating. Yes, we should have won. Yes, we should have been three and oh. Should have beat Arkansas State as well. But winning college football games is tough. It 100% is tough. And when you don't play the bottom of the barrel, when you're not playing a Big Ten West team, when you're not playing some of the worst G5 schools around, yeah, you you run the chance of, uh, you know, getting bitten. Um. This is your invitation
0: to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April
1: 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. I, w- I wanted to think it wasn't going to happen this year. Um, it did. I, I I don't have an answer. We, yes, we should have been 3-0, and but I, I I really don't think it is... The end of the world. As you mentioned, it doesn't count against you in the conference standings. Everything is still on the table for K-State. And it starts on Saturday with UCF. Um, should UCF's starting quarterback being injured make us feel any better about this Saturday's matchup, giving our secondary was exposed? Look, even if even if John Reese Palmley was gonna play, I would still pick K-State to win. Secondary was bad on Saturday, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, But this was bound to happen. There was bound to be a game, and I'm sure there there might be another one before the end of the season, where the secondary gets exposed a little bit because you are figuring things out, especially... At safety, you know, V.J. Payne, yes, he was playing some last year, but in a different spot. Marquis Siegel, hey, this is his first time playing Power 5 football. Jacob Parrish, he was more of a, a utility guy last year. Hey, Will Lee, well, Will Lee was fucking awesome. Will Lee was great. Um, no complaints about Will Lee. Uh, but this is him playing college football at the highest level for the first time. Uh, Kobe Savage coming off of injury. Look, uh, it was bad. I'm, there's no way to sugarcoat the secondary last week. Uh, Jacob Parrish, Marquis Siegel, VJ Payne, both, all three of them had some very tough plays, tough looks, no doubt about it. Um, but the one, one good thing is, Hey, look, the secondary was pretty damn good. I think in the first two games, I think that they can bounce back. I think they're going to continue to get better throughout the season. Um, so yeah, playing a backup quarterback sure is better than not playing a backup quarterback, but I think they're going to figure it out. I, I, I really do. Um, final one from College, FBall199. I'm looking for any silver lining. Is it possible this loss pisses off the team and motivates them to p- play better in conference play like the Tulane loss? Um, look, I, 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 I think it will. Um, if you go back and look at losses in, in the Chris Kleiman era, um, they usually bounce back pretty well. Now, 2020 was a bad season. Uh, you had a losing streak in 2021. Um, uh, but for the most part, like the Tulane game last year, you bounce back the Arkansas state game granted before, Oh, before that 2020 season got out of hand, they bounced back. I think they will. And I do think it sets up relatively well to bounce back. Look, you're, you're getting UCF at home with a backup quarterback. Um, I think it might be a close game. I get to be an emphatic win, but it's probably going to be close. Uh, but if you get that win, you're going into a bye week. And look, Oklahoma State is reeling. Uh, they're in a much worse spot than we are. Um, they can't figure out quarterback. They can't score at all. Um, I know it's still water and that's kind of, kind of the boogeyman. Um, but I, I I think that's a winnable game. And then you're going up against Texas tech, which I I mean, what's Texas again, Texas tech hasn't been so great that that game just doesn't look as daunting as it did, uh, at the beginning of the season. It's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. I'm not saying it's not. But you have two games that I think you should feel comfortable winning to ramp back up uh, to, to play Texas Tech. And then if you get that Texas Tech win, then look, you're coming back home uh, versus TCU, and the crowd is going to get juiced again. It's going to be back. That game's going to feel like a big game, uh, depending on what TCU does in the next few weeks. Uh, it, it can get back We can get that swagger back And I think the schedule sets up So we can accomplish it uh, Before we get to um, Zach, look Manhattan Brewing Company I don't know how many times I need to tell you guys this Manhattan Brewing Company is the best brewery In the state of Kansas I'm going to be there, I'm going to be getting a few pints I'm going to be getting a few four packs Before the UCF game And I think you guys should too Game isn't until seven o'clock. Get in there around noon. Bring some food with you. Order something from a you know a, a local business. Get it delivered there. Bring some food. Enjoy some pints. Watch a little football up in the brewery before you head over to your tailgate at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Bring a couple four packs. Be the most popular guy at your tailgate. That's what I'm gonna do. Check out Manhattan Brewing Comp- Company. Find your new favorite beer. They have all sorts of stuff on tap, including the pumpkin batch, the best beer, the best pumpkin beer in the world. I absolutely love it. All right, so we got our guy, Zach. Uh, not that Will isn't the guy, but when does the staff need to rein in on the unnecessary risk-taking and forcing balls into double coverage? Um, look, you, you got to let Will be Will. Will's pro football focus uh, grade was in the 80s. I th- I, I think uh, Cole Mandek pulled it. It's either QBR or his best game of his career. Um, that's what Will does. He tries to thread the needles. Uh, I don't. I, I. don't think that you do that now. Uh, probably in situations where it's late in the game when you're trying to get points. Yeah, tell him. Try. Make sure to be a little bit more conservative. Don't turn the ball over. Uh, but he didn't do that. Uh, you know. There's different reasons why we lost that game. It wasn't Will Howard's unnecessary risk taking. Um, Will Howard. Played great He played hurt um, But all the analytics Said that he had a great game And again I'm not going to go back And rewatch the game I'm not going to do it I'm sorry Not going to do it So I'm just going to trust Some of the analytics I'm going to trust the stats and, and ultimately I, If I'm the coaching staff I'm just going to continue To let Will be Will uh, Concern level uh, For the O-line Or that the O-line Hasn't been able to dic- uh, Dictate the run game Against inferior defense Even without Duff Run block should be better I mean brother wh- why that Missouri defense maybe Texas is going to be better um I I I, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you like yeah it wasn't great versus Troy uh but I I mean I have a I have a tough time I have a tough time really answering that question after the Missouri game that's the best defensive front we're going to see all season um I mean let's see let's see what it looks like versus UCF but I that game, this post game, that is. This is not the time to be asking that. Th- this is one of the best. This is probably the best defensive front we're going to see all season. Um, but thank you for the question, Zach. Um, HT Svern. am I concerned about Will's health? Uh, look, he he definitely was hurting. He was limping. He was not moving around well at the end of the game. All indications uh, when you ask anyone around the f- football program, hey, Will's fine. Will's getting play on Saturday. Um, I mean, yeah, but this but this is what we talked about at the beginning of the season. This is what we talk about when people bring up, oh, should Jake Rubly transfer all this type of stuff? Case like it, it's not this is not a K-State only problem. This is all college football. But for K-State specifically, we almost never have a season where You aren't losing your quarterback for at least one game uh, when you have one guy. You know, Jake Waters uh, and Daniel Sams platooned like crazy, and then Jake Waters had one year where by the end of it, his shoulder was barely attached, but he played all the games. You know, you only had one full season of Jesse Ertz. You really only had one full season of Skylar Thompson. You couldn't get through a season with Adrian Martinez. You weren't getting. You got two seasons of Colin Klein. Uh, Carson Kaufman was, uh, uh, you know, rotating around with Colin Klein and uh, with old buddy uh, South Florida quarterback. Oh God, Grant Gregory. That that, that's what I was looking for. Look, you you had back to back years at the end of the Prince era where Josh Freeman, uh, I believe played relative like every every single game. Like he hey he was a true, he's our quarterback, all that, all that jazz. The year before that, he was he was going all around with Allen Everage, all those different quarterbacks. You get two years of Josh Freeman, Grant Gregory, Carson Kaufman were platooned. They were both playing. The next year, Carson Kaufman, Colin Klein, both playing. You get two years of Colin Klein, and then again, it's it's been hell since you know, you, you have not had quarterbacks get through the season uninjured This was bound to happen Like this was going to happen um, So look, I am I concerned about Will's health? Yeah, I, I think he is banged up I think we will be seeing uh, I think we're going to be seeing more Avery Johnson versus uh, UCF I think the idea of Avery Johnson redshirting Way out, all the way out the window No chance that happens uh, And then you get a bye week I would imagine Avery Johnson is taking more snaps with the ones. I think he's probably getting more of the playbook, uh, you know, under his belt for this game, more of the game plan under his belt for this game. Um, and, 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 yeah, I'm a little concerned. But you got the bye week coming up, um, and, and it just is what it is. That's, this is just college football, folks. Everyone's like, oh, why does K-State always have injured quarterbacks? This is college football. This is just college football. Um, he asked, will the secondary be the reason this team doesn't win nine games? No, because the, the we're, we're going to win nine games I, We're going to win nine games And if we don't, it's not going to be just the secondary um, Brendan Martinez In your opinion, why are we not putting Avery in any kind of situation for the drop back? Every time he hit the field, a fan around me started yelling It's a run, stop the run Well, first off, they didn't stop the run. Every time he came in, uh, it was a successful play. Even when he was handing it off, we were getting three, four yards a carry. He was picking up big chunks. Um, And the reason was, I I, I think they specifically put a package in for this game, and that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to use him to continue running the ball versus Missouri. We we saw him drop back. We saw him throw the ball in the opener. Um, That was the game plan. I, I, I'm not worked up about it I That was the game plan um, And they executed the game plan It worked They didn't stop the run when he came in uh, Ethan Brown, the ambassador Who's playing safety next week They're not going to make any changes Again, uh, Marquis Siegel's growing into it VJ Payne growing into his specific position Kobe Savage had a much better game last week um, They're not going to switch it up we got Cali Mike next. Straight up, is this game uh, a result about the players executing or the coaching if both assign percentages? Look, in college football, maybe above any other sport, um, it, it, a lot of it comes back to the coaching. Because, again, you got recruiting, you have personnel decisions, you have management, all this type of stuff. Um As I've said like five times between this episode and the last one, I haven't gone back and watched the game. I'm not going to go back and watch the game. Um, I'm sure a lot of the big plays was execution and communication on the backside. Um, I think definitely some misplay calling uh, on the offensive side and heck on the defensive side. Ultimately, though, in college football, um, whether micro or macro, a lot of it comes back to the coaches. I, I would say, uh, 65, 35 coaches, um, 35 players executing 65 on coaches, because again, I just err on the side of, Hey, uh, it's about the coaching. You know, people say, Oh, you know, you know, the, the players can only do so much. They have to execute. Well, you know, when it comes to college football, recruit players, find players who can execute. Um, again, it, it's one individual game. I'm not jumping off any bandwagons or anything like that. But ultimately, a lot of a lot of stuff comes down to coaching, um, especially in close games in college football. Um, so ultimately, you know, I I, I think it does. I, I think I'm gonna air 65-35 coaching. All right, we got a handful of questions from Alex Brown. Then a few from Derek Lynn. And then we're going to call it a day. It will be relatively quick Q&A. I mean, they're typically our shortest episodes of the week. Um, All right, first one from Alex Brown. What was the conservative play calling at the end of the game a result of? Oh, so I guess it's just one question. Uh, Trying not to lose, rather trying uh, to win. Will Howard being hurt. Lack of trust in will slash passing game. Other. I mean, I don't think I, I, I again, I would have to, look, we, we got some chunk plays in the running game. Um, they were blitzing so much that we really were having to be double tight, uh, which then allowed them to really key in on two or three guys passing the ball. Um, I, I, I think, I, I guess it's probably a combination of Will Howard being hurt and I guess lack of trust in the passing game. But look will ended up passing for what what was it 260 yards in that game uh ultimately he, he passed the ball relatively fi- like again I, I i get it you know you didn't take a ton of downfield shots uh, but what when it was all said and done will howard 270 yards passing i i mean it was passer rating not qbr that he had a a, a great one I, I don't know how any of it's calculated but I mean, he had 270 yards passing. Uh, he made some throws, and, like, Ben Sinnott had a horrible drop. Treshawn Ward had a horrible drop. Um, I, I don't think it was overly conservative. I just think the plays just didn't work. I don't know. I don't know. I In the moment, I was like, man, I, I can't believe they, they ran that. Oh, I, I was a little surprised they didn't try to go for uh, something on a fourth down. Um, I mean, I, I, I think Will Bing banged up. Uh, probably had something to do with some of the play calls. um, But I don't think they were playing not to lose versus trying to win. I could be wrong, though. I'm sure a lot of you will disagree on that. All right, we're going to wrap up with Derek Lynn. He has three of them. Why the hell did we not call a timeout on the third and goal? Um, I don't know. Uh, I wish I had an answer for you. I know at that point in the game, you don't want to use the timeouts if you can avoid it. And we were close to getting the playoff. So my guess is between Chris Klein and Will Howard, I think a few things were at play. I think it's probably fair to say they probably didn't realize how close they were getting to the uh, play clock. I, I think that is a fair statement. They probably just didn't realize they are close to it. And then second, hey, it was a super close game. Uh you didn't want to get caught in a situation where you didn't have enough timeouts, um, so you know I, I'm guessing those are the two things. Um, and again, it was like a split second. It wasn't like it wasn't like they totally missed. It. I mean, they they snapped the ball just just as they're blowing the whistle. So uh, I, I think it's probably a combination of wanting to try to protect those timeouts and. There probably was a little bit like, oh, shit, like we need to go, we need to go, we need to go, and you just couldn't get it off. Uh, definitely wish they would have, though. I mean, for sure. Um, that really did change the game. Uh, what in the hell was Mizzou doing on their delay a game? <laughs> I mean, that was wild. I think Drinkwitz thought they called a timeout and not spiked the ball. Uh, I mean, that was just that, – that was hilarious. That was hilarious. What? Um, Wish it would have resulted in a missed kick. Although, again, with two number eights on the field, if they would have missed that kick, uh, and there's a five yard penalty, and then he hit that one, that would have been an even worse way to lose the game. Um, but that was hilarious. I, you know, I, I wish, I wish that would have resulted in us being able to make fun of what's more. And then uh, thoughts on Will at wide receiver while Avery's in. I get this part. Like I understand. Like. People in the NFL talk about when it happens in the NFL. They talk about it in NCAA. Uh, look, if if we weren't going to pass the ball, if, if if the entire package, if the Avery package for this game was quarterback sweeps and read options, um, if, if that's what it was, or I guess quarterback power since there was pulling guards, um, if, if that was the entire package, then what's the point of putting a wide receiver in? Um, you are just going 10 on 10 because they covered Will Howard. They walked out there and they had to cover him and it, and you're playing 10 on 10. Um, so I, I get it. I wouldn't be opposed to trotting Trey, uh, you know, Trey Spivey out there, you know, uh, Keegan Johnson or an extra tight end or whatever. Like, I'm not saying don't do it. I don't think it. I don't think it is this major thing, this major talking point. It, it, I don't think it's worth really getting worked up about. Again, if if they were, if teams, if we do this in the future, and teams are just like, nope, we're gonna leave Will by himself. We're gonna cheat the corner in, and we're gonna force you to play ten on eleven, and we're not gonna throw the ball out to Will Howard. Like, okay, that's when it b- becomes a problem but if if there if the package if the Avery Johnson package is just running the ball then there's there's no issue there there it's the biggest nothing burger in the world as long as you're playing 10 on 10 now if we want to see Avery throw the ball if, you, if we want to see Avery Johnson uh you know package that is more of the entire offense versus more running then yeah i bet you will see will come out of the game but when it was just like hey the change up a change of pace versus like hey we're giving Avery Johnson this series and you're only running the ball it, it was a nothing burger it it, it I really can't I, I'm not worked up about that at all um so that's all we have again quick episode the Q a shows usually are we'll have our game preview episode tomorrow we we'll, we'll have game picks I'll have my picks to click keys to V. Uh, all that good stuff. We'll be talking about the Chris Kleinman Press Conference. And we're going to really start dialing in on UCF. So check out our friends Charlie Hustle and, uh, of course, Manhattan Brewing Company. I hope all of you are enjoying your week. hope you guys are ready for Saturday. I think I, Saturday can still be a fun day. No, the juice is not going to be there. Um, it is not going to be as good as it could have been. But it's still better than a Saturday without college football. Uh, so I'm pumped for it. Come say hi if you see me at Manhattan Brewing Company uh, tailgating or in the stadium. Always love saying hi to the boneheads. Uh, so for Chauncey, the best dog in the world, got a plus health rating from the vet this week. Shout out to Chauncey. He deserves a pup cup. Uh, we love you guys and go Cats. Three, four. Hey.
0: fight, UK State Wildcats for Alma Mater fights, glory in the combat for the purple and the white, faithful to our colors we will ever be, a fighting, ever fighting for a Wildcat Victory, fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater, fight, 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 fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Go state! One, two. Ba-da-dum-ba-da. 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 Podcast Network.